This is Other Voices. We're listening to varied views from local people who might otherwise not be heard. I'm Melissa Hale Spencer, editor of the Altamont Enterprise, which focuses on Albany County, New York. You can reach me at mhs at altamontenterprise.com. I'm talking to Latif Clark, who is in charge of food for the Burn Knox Westerlo and Schoharie schools. He started his food journey as a boy, learning to cook with his mother and grandmother. Clark says that preparing food has kept him grounded as a human being. And although he has been a chef in England, in Spain, and in the Virgin Islands, he says cooking school meals is the most fulfilling. In an era when a lot of kids are depressed or anxious, Clark says, good meals can make a difference in their lives. I've been covering local schools, including BKW, for 40 years, and I've never once heard of a food service director putting on a luau. And that is what he did last week. So welcome, Latif. Thank you. Tell me what gave you that idea. What made you think of doing that? This this has been in the work for like a um for like a year. Um what happened was one of the ladies was like uh I came into the kitchen one day and and I had a, a Hawaiian shirt on. One was like, oh, you going to a luau? I was like, no. It was like, oh, we should have a luau uh, in the near future. And I just, you know what? We are going to do a luau. So they thought I was crazy. That's the first thing. They was like, oh, you're not going to do it. You're crazy and whatnot. So then I started the planning stage. Just the planning, the, the planning process is the, uh, is the biggest thing. So me being in food service for as long as I have, that was the easy part. You know, it was just all getting everyone on board and getting and having everyone comfortable enough to uh, be a part of it. Well, you mentioned the menu. I'm just going to read to people what you sent out to me in an email for the menu because it sounds like some kind of a high-class restaurant, not a school lunch. Um, <laughs> the menu included, and I can't even pronounce this, cochineal asado or suckling roast pig, the whole pig yes. seasoned to perfection with herbs and spices, slow roasted for 10 hours. So how? Mm-hmm. what time did you have to start doing that in order to well this is how i would i worked i worked uh thursday so thursday my, my day usually starts about five o'clock in the morning so that day started off at four so i went to my district uh burn i got with our maintenance one of our, our head of maintenance uh mike swain and him and i we went to go pick up the pig from a local uh, vendor that i use so we picked that up brought it back to to site season up season the pig up and i left there with the go with and went to go consult at mohawk golf club where i also moved at you know to stay stay relevant in the business and i did that so i left there about 9 30 then i came back to burn and we cooked the uh, we smoked the pig uh overnight in the smoker 
Oh my gosh. So yep. to continue with the rest of the menu, pulled pork from pork butt, smoked 12 hours over an open pit. And then for the less adventurous, mac and cheese with a three cheese blended cream sauce, hamburgers, hot dogs, fried rice, salad made from Persian cucumbers, tomatoes, and red onion marinated in a tangy rice wine and apple cider vinaigrette. So how did the kids and the faculty, how did they react to this? Oh, oh, I don't want all the accolades. Everybody's reaching out to me to give me the accolades. I like to give that to the staff and to everyone who helped out. I just put it together and, and cooked. Um, they loved it. I've been getting numerous emails since Friday evening from parents, from faculty, from staff, just saying how good and how great everything was. The day was perfect. I think the day played a key role in it because uh it wasn't hot it wasn't it wasn't too cold or cool it was just right everything was just right you know the staff everything so i think that you know the food plays a big factor but the weather the ambiance and the uh the the help from everyone just played a key role and it just it was a match you know match made in heaven well, our photographer was there taking pictures, and it just looked so festive. Lots of the kids were wearing lays, and some lays, of them uh -huh. had yep. Hawaiian yep. shirts. And yeah. it just yeah. felt, looking at these pictures, not that school can't be a happy place, I don't mean that, but it just looked like an unusual kind of celebratory moment for a school lunch it, it just yeah i mean you you have to, i mean it's not we're not we're not talking about 30 years ago with school lunch me being a, a uh, an executive chef and being certified and trained in food service being a culinary instructor uh working close with uh both these uh culinary instructors and them helping out with the event uh food plays a big factor in our day-to-day -day, uh life and our day-to-day -day lifestyle in society because you need that nourishment and i don't and i and i think coming from you know, higher education, restaurants, hotels, food has to be great in order for someone to be great at what they do. I mean, the days of opening up things to feed folks with, it's, it's, it has to come to an end, especially on the K-12 side. You know, with social media being a big factor in these kids' lives and them seeing different foods, you have to bring that into K-12 food service and that's what and that's what i do like that's what i do that's what a lot of my colleagues that i work with that's what we do you know we, we we're former you know we're former executive chefs gms and we have that knowledge and we bring you know those factors into k-12 world now while sticking to the standards you know from the state you know i had state ed there as well they were blown away they want oh you gotta you know, you got to, you know, you got to pig your roasting. Like, yeah, it's in the back. So it's like, can we go see it? Sure. Come on. You know, so they, they, they like that. It wasn't nothing open out of a box. It was a whole muscle, whole muscle protein. You know, that's what, you know, that's what it's about, you know, and that's what, that's what we did, you know, and we, we try to, you know, bring that into a K through 12 because some, Hey, no matter if, if you're not up to it or feeling up to it, still try to make these kids, you know, have a memorable experience inside the cafeteria because these kids could be going through something, you know, at home, some personal issues, you know, because anxiety, depression is high. So if I can make a change in that realm and just by providing a, a great meal and a great experience every day, 
and even if it's not a luau, you know, that, that plays a key. You know, I love that. That plays a key factor, you know, in my One of the things that you wrote me was after all the social isolation, you know, that was brought on by COVID, that it was just nice for people to come together and share this experience. So I wonder, too, you've mentioned several times your extensive experience. Could you just kind of walk us through your your life as a chef? I mean, just start at the beginning. What, where did you grow up? How did you learn how to cook? Oh, my, oh, my beginning of the journey of cooking was in the kitchen with my grandmother. Oh, that's what you know, that, that that's where that's where it comes from. You know, my grandmother, and my mother, you know, they played a big factor in me being in the kitchen, you know, cooking. I think it uh, it it kept me out of trouble as a teenager. And it also. Well, I, I would say it was more or less more uh, more or less uh, your day to day, regular, um, your regular cooking. You know, um, I come from a diverse background of family members and. We always cooked and always eaten a lot of different varieties of uh, food, whether it's been Asian, uh, some, some Asian cuisine, Jewish, you know, of course, soul food, um, Italian, Vietnamese, Indian, um, just an array of food. And I was always um, I was always uh, brought up to, to try different different food and different cuisines. And that's what helped me out in my journey. You wow, know, that's my... quite a lot of mm-hmm. diversity. Uh, Asian, Jewish, soul food, <laughs> Italian, Vietnamese, and Indian. I, I grew, I, I, I grew, I grew up in Bridgeport, Connecticut. So that's a melting pot. That's one of the biggest cities in Connecticut. So that's a, a diverse background and a diverse melting pot for uh, for food and for uh, cuisine. So that so that's what I was, you know, that's what I was around. That's what I was exposed to. You know, and that food came into, you know, our homes, you know, my mother, her, she would try a lot of different foods and try, you know, cooking different things. And my grandmother, she always, you know, no training or anything like that. She just picked things up, you know, as she went along, uh, she worked with a family who had a French chef and she learned some things uh, doing that while she was in nursing school. And, you know, as I got older, she showed me a lot of things. So that helped me along the way, you know, so. That's what uh that's what it was about. Oh, that's wonderful. So how did you mm-hmm. choose that as a career? How did you start out on this this path, this how, journey? How I started out was uh I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do after you know, after uh, eighth grade, you know, say, hey, should I go into a tech program? Should I go into high school? So I went to a regular high school. And then up the street from my regular high school was a technical school where they did a, a share time program where after you finish your regular classes, you were able to go to this tech school and it's like BOCES and do culinary. So I got into culinary and I was like, oh, OK, I was like, this is fun. I mean, I like to you know, I like to eat. I like to dabble. So that's what it that's what happened. And then I got into some trouble as a teenager um, and food service kept me out of trouble. You know, food, you know, becoming a chef kept me out of trouble, you know. And I said, when I to the business, I'm going to learn everything. So I learned every cuisine I, I, I was able to learn. I traveled, you know, traveled the world. I was in Spain. I was in London. I was in St. Croix. You know, I don't just go on, you know, vacations anymore. I go on foodcations where I want to go and try that that area's food. I want to go and, you know, do research and, you know, I want to eat what the natives eat in this particular country. So that's what, you know, that's what I do. And that's what I was able to do. I was able, also able to teach culinary arts, 
in Washington, D.C. And uh, it, it kept me, food, being in food kept me grounded as a human being. It, it, it evolved me as a person. It, it you know, it kind of raised me to be, you know, a better human, a better man, you know, just by meeting people and, you know, different diverse backgrounds and also just by, you know, cooking for people. You know, my, my thrill of cooking is getting to see the oohs and alls from people, getting the, you know, getting the, the verbal accolades. I can, you know, I've gotten so many accolades. I mean, it's like, okay, whatever. I mean, what can I cook next? You know what, you know, cause you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're always, you're always said you're as good as your last meal. And that's what it's about. Wow. That must be a constant pressure. If you're only as good as your last meal, you have to just keep, keep upping your game. What, but when you went to these various places, was it just to sample the food, or were you actually working there in Spain and in London and in Saint Croix? Were these well, 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 Saint Saint Croix? I was working for Marriott, so I stayed there for a year. Um, London, I was working for Marriott. I stayed there for eight months. Um, also, uh, Spain. I did my externship for school uh, when I was in culinary school. I did that in Spain, uh, Valencia. That is, so I did that. And uh, I got a chance to, you know, to travel and do do stuff in food, you know. So that's what it that's what it was about. So when I got into it, this is what I was like. This is what I'm gonna do. This is what I yeah I'm I'm destined to do. So do you have a favorite place, both for the work and the food? <laughs> is there a favorite place in the world that you've found? No, I, I would say uh, it's tough, but I but I but I would say being from New England. Um, being from New England and living close to New York City, Bridgeport, Connecticut, being so close, I never always loved the food of New York, but never wanted to live in New York because as a kid, I used to go, I used to jump on the train and go there as a kid. But Boston happened to be where I went to school at and had family and lived at. Boston had to be like my favorite, one of my favorite places, you know, to, uh, to have, you know, to get food, you know. To get food, and I would say Spain. I would say I would say Spain being first, then Boston. Spain and then Boston, and I'm trying to mm-hmm. think. I've never been to Spain. I've certainly been to Boston. Mm-hmm. With Boston, I think of a lot of seafood. You know, because you're right you on think, the coast. But there, yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of hidden gems in Boston. Yeah. There's a lot of Spanish influence food in Boston. There's, you know, there's different different arrays of food. Spanish. There's soul food. There's, you know, there's Asian. There's so many different restaurants in that in Boston that you probably wouldn't be able to eat at it. It probably would take you maybe 20 years to eat at every last single restaurant in Boston because there's so many of them. Yeah, I So bet. many great restaurants. Yeah, so, you know. Well, what has brought you to, te- to uh, teaching? It seems to me you do teaching as well as cooking at a school. What? And you've stayed there longer than you did in London or in Spain or in St. Croix. You've been at BKW now over two years. What What is it that attracts you to this job? Well, for one, um, well, those when I was, you know, when I was doing, you know, all, you know, my traveling, you know, with, uh, you know, with the, with, you know, Spain, London, you know, St. Croix and things like that. I was working for Marriott. So I was on Marriott's OSR team, uh-huh. so the, the operational resource team. So I would go and help open up hotels. You know, I would be resourceful. I would be like, you know, like executive chef and things like that. So that's what, when I would go there, I was on, I was, I was, I was on, you know, the OSR team where I helped out 
open and manage the property until it got up and running. So, so that's what I did. So that's why my short period of time was that. And uh, I landed down in Washington, D.C., and I was working at the Melrose Hotel. So I was, you know, um, executive chef there. And when I was executive chef there, I said, no, I, I want to do teaching. So I started looking around. And for some odd reason, I was online one day and a teaching position at the Art Institute of Washington came up. And I was like, oh, I was like, let me apply for this. So I applied for that and became an adjunct professor in the culinary arts program. So I did that up until the time uh, the Art Institute closed. And I moved back home to, uh, to Connecticut, started working for Compass Group, which is they do K, they do K through 12 and higher education. So I worked in the higher education sector. So I started working for them and I worked for them for 10 years. I was getting tired of the uh, the 14 hour days, the long, you know, I've done it for so long. And it was just like, you know, I was trying to move up the, you know, the, the, the ladder, as they would say, and get some fulfillment out of it. Um, I was away from my family. And then I said, you know what? I was able to move back home, move back to, from, I was, I was campus executive chef at Colgate University. So that's where I, that's, that's where I was at. So I was up there for, for four and a half years, moved back to Albany area, got with uh, Albany College of Pharmacy under compass. That wasn't working out. I was just like, I'm, I'm done. I need some fulfillment. So I, so during the pandemic, you know, before the pandemic, I started looking at transitioning. I said, no, I need it. I'm no, I need to do something for the state, something culinary for the state school lunch director came up. I applied for it. I got the interview and I'm here. I'm here now. It started, it started with the pen. It started with me just, you know, just pressing that button and being, in, you know, inquiring about the position. And I was like, I need some fulfillment. And this has been more fulfilling to me than anything I've done in the past. And I'm not just saying that because we're doing this, we're doing this, you know, you're doing this interview, but I'm just being serious because it's, it's more fulfilling, meaning that, you know, I'm, I'm making a change, even if it's just for that moment on a child's life and in that school, I'm making a, you know, I'm making some type of change, you know, just by the food. I'm, I'm getting, putting out good food to get those kids through the day, you know, so they're not sitting there. They're not hungry. They're not thinking about food. They're not, uh, you know, they can go into a classroom and eat, you know, they can eat, go into a classroom, they can concentrate, they can study, you know, things like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just such a change from being an executive chef, which I would think would be very kind of high powered and um, a huge amount of pressure. Um, but this I know from things we've written before that you've also been involved in teaching students. We wrote when you got um, a winning place, the New York Beef Council had a a contest mm-hmm. where you the student you worked with the students and mm-hmm. they developed a recipe. Tell us a little about some of the work you've done with the students at BKW. That was a, a hands-on, and when I was when I did the Beef Council. That was with um, that was with the the agriculture class. So they were they entered a beef contest in New York. So I you know went in the classroom you know giving them pointers on you know flavor profiles you know scaling recipes and actually showing them you know some dem- you know some demos of what you know what to expect and what to do and trying to intertwine that into into a, a recipe for foods for 
K through 12 food service. So that's what, so that's what factors that I played, you know, and the role that I played in that coming up and they did a great job. They took what I, you know, some of them, you know, I, I work with some of them closely, you know, showing them different cuts, showing them, you know, this is how we can, you know, utilize, you know, these vegetables, you know, this beef protein, you know, for this dish. So, you know, try to, you know, I gave them, you know, just dropping knowledge on them, giving them knowledge and just giving them, you know, some stuff that they can take and that they can um, enter in the contest. And it's, it's so ironic because I also run uh, Schoharie Central School District. I run their food service as well. So, oh, yeah, my gosh, so you do two so different school two, districts. Oh, I didn't know that. So both, so so the so the agriculture te- so both agriculture teachers are friends with one another. Taylor Taylor Burgess here at Scoharry and Michaela Care at Burn. So both of them enter their classes in the beef contest. So one so one class so one school district came in first, the other one second, and I helped both of them. <laughs> So you were like a yeah. secret weapon for two schools and they came in first and second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ex- 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 exactly. So they came in, they came in second and whatnot. So we, so you, so when that, so when, it, and this was like the last two years, it's been like first to second in the state, in the state. Oh my in, gosh. In the, in the so we try to take the recipes that they do and, and intertwine that and they do 12 food service. Oh, wow. What a resource for them to have in you. I mean, that's that's just amazing. So, like, when you plan out the weekly menus for these school districts, I mean, I don't know. I, I thought, having just written about the federal requirements and the state requirements, that it would be all almost... Um, uh, formulaic, but it seems like you're very, very creative. How how do you go about figuring it, out? It, 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 it is formulated. We had we we. I work through the shared food service program through BOCES, mm-hmm. so we have a dietitian that works with us. Mm-hmm. So the dietitian works with us. So we so we put together the menus and we work with the menus and we put all that stuff together. So what happens with those menus? You know, we we formulate those menus to our districts. So we do different. So we, you know, we'll take what they, what she has presented to us and what, you know, they want us to do, what's in stock. And we just take that and we just put a creative spin on it. And we still stick to this, to the standards, to the guidance, you know, as long as we're, we're serving, you know, and that, that state regulation, as long as we're offering milk, we don't have to serve milk, but we have to offer it. Mm-hmm. You know, the kids don't have to take it. And as long as we, you know, we're, we're giving three of those five components that we're offering. So we should always have five components each day for lunch and the kids have to take at least three. So, you know, if, you know, like, the, like the mac and cheese that I did the other day for the, uh, the event, it was whole grain mac and cheese. I just doctored it up. That was it. So they, so that's what it was about. They enjoyed that. They were like, Oh, you know, you just had to put a spin on it. You just got to put a little create creativity into it. We try, like I said, we try to limit ourselves from opening stuff up out of a box, you know, because if you, because some of these kitchens, some of these district kitchens, they are kitted out with the top of the line kitchen equipment to the nines. And none of this stuff gets used. Some of this stuff becomes storage containers, storage bins and stuff like that. Like utilize the, the equipment that you have. You know, if you have a big kettle, you know, that you can, you know, we have a big brazen skillet, you know, there at Burn and you can, you know, you can, do French toast, you can do pancakes, you can scramble eggs, you can do fried rice, you can do an array of different things. So it's all about, you you know, making a, a menu 
around the equipment that you have. So we try to utilize the equipment that we have as well. Isn't that remarkable? You have really top-notch equipment in these school kitchens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's that's remarkable. So have you noticed an uptick in kids getting school lunches since you've been there? I bet people are actually Uh eager about eating school lunches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's what it's about. I mean, yeah, every every person – you know, is is a number, but the thing is, though, those numbers are 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 valuable, in my eye. So, to put out, like I said, to put out a a good product, not just a good product, a great product. You know, you have to, you know, you have to be engaged. You in, in engaging. I can put out, I can put out a fourteen course meal, and and have all kind of exotic and top notch seafood and steak. But if my attitude isn't right. And I'm presenting that food. People are gonna be like, "Oh, I didn't like this food. I didn't like that food." So, with with that being said, I, I try to get the staff to get out of that, you know, that old lunch worker, you know, mode. You know, and I say lunch worker mode—the cigarette dangling out of your mouth, you know, the 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 rasp, the raspy voice. You know, you have to have <laughs> you. you <laughs> You, you you have to have certain characteristics and if you're and if your demeanor is ugly and it's just like you're you're serving great food but your demeanor ugly kids are going to go through the line and throw it right in the trash now enough they come through the line hey hey how's everyone doing how's class how's this how's your day going you know hey smile you know hey you want this no i don't want to try that you get to you engage with them and get them to try different foods you know because some of them uh, uh never try it. you know like hey i always tell them try it once you ain't got to never try it again just try it once but they'll try that thing once and they'll go somewhere. And be like, oh, you know what? You know, our food service director, chef, you know, chef Latif, you know, he, uh, he, 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 he made, he made me try that because the way he engaged with me and that's what it's about. It's about engagement with the food. I, I love it. I think that's just a great approach to life. You know, there's so many things mm-hmm. we don't try because they're new and mm-hmm. just to be encouraged. Our time has mm-hmm. gone so fast. Do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners? Anything you'd like to leave us with? No, I would just say um, kids out there, you know, parents, you know, engage your, your kids into trying different and new foods because foods, K-12 food service is changing. We're going, you know, we're, we're getting into the, into the realm of, you know, scratch cooking again instead of things being opening up, you know, um, also, uh, just by, you know, food being entertainment, you know, we try to make it a, you know, a, a experience where, you know, it's, it's entertainment as well. You know, that's what we use in the business, you know, entertainment, you know, you know, I'm not just necessarily saying with the lights and flickering, you know, and the cameras and everything, just try to make it engage, you know, engaging, you know, just try to make it, you know, authentic and great, you know, 